The word today has just been reinforced through testimony and through song today. And just a one word title that I would give it today, and it's simply live. Live. The child, Caleb, we prayed for today, said he's not able to thrive. In other words, not living to full capacity yet. But Caleb wouldn't be alone. Many of us would say, I struggle in this thing about being alive and living. Jesus promises us life. He promised not only life eternal, but life abundant. Here's the bottom line of all bottom lines with this subject. We get one shot at this, folks. One shot. Reality is we get one shot to live and then comes death. Now we know death opens up to another realm. There is a heaven and there is a hell. We're going to keep preaching the truth of God's word. There is a heaven awaiting those who have given their life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And there is a hell. There's a region of the damned. I want you to turn with me to Ecclesiastes chapter 9. I want you to stand with me as we read God's word together. As we read this, what you're hearing are the words of a preacher. That's what Ecclesiastes means. And this particular preacher, if you want my humble opinion, and it's so, so very humble, isn't it, Brother Jim? No, the fun, that was the fun side. The reality is this. You can hear this preacher struggling in his words. Just like many of us would relate to. I, I want to believe, but I don't think my, my believer is doing real good in me. I need to switch it on. And you can hear him talk about the reality of life and what he's having to deal with. And then that flicker of faith that wants to get a hold of something. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 1 says, But all this I laid to heart, examining it all. How the righteous and the wise and their deeds are in the hand of God. Whether it is love or hate, man does not know. Both are before him. It is the same for all, since the same event happens to the righteous and to the wicked. To the good and to the evil. To the clean and to the unclean. To him who sacrifices and him who does not sacrifice as the good one is, so is the sinner. And he who swears is as he who shuns an oath. This is an evil in all that is done under the sun, that the same event happens to all. Also, the hearts of the children of man are full of evil, and madness is in their hearts while they live, and after that they go to the dead. Is anybody inspired yet? But he who is joined with all the living has hope. I love this statement. For a living dog is better than a dead lion. For the living know that they will die. But the dead know nothing. And they have no more reward. For the memory of them is forgotten. Their love and their hate and their envy have already perished. And forever they have no more share in all that is done under the sun. Listen now. Go, eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart 
For God already approved what you do. Let your garments be always white and let not oil be lacking on your head. Enjoy life with the wife whom you love all the days of your vain life that he has given you under the sun because that is your portion in life and in your toil at which you toil under the sun. Verse 10, a verse that has been a part of my life all my adult life that I pray, that I remind myself, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might. For there is no work or thought or knowledge or wisdom in Shoal or Hades or death to which you are going. Thank you, Lord, for your word, the reality of it, the humbleness of it, the emotion of it that we sense in our own life, and yet the hope that is also there. Thank you for your word. Let it speak to us today in Jesus' name. Amen. Before you're seated, turn to somebody else and say, glad you're here. <laughs> Passages like this really speak to me because, again, after this many years, you kind of know my style, you know my nature, you know my character. I'm very, very practical at life. I strive to be balanced in life. I don't have a lot of high highs and I don't have a lot of low lows. Stay right in that realm. And yet life throws a lot of stuff at us. Life happens. Life happens and here he touches on something that every one of us deal with in our mind and in our hearts, in our emotions. And that is this. That God makes the sun rise upon the head of the evil one. At the very same time, he makes the sun rise on the good person. Scripture also bears out that it rains upon the just. And it rains upon the unjust at the same time. The Brooks Commentary puts it this way. When it rains, we all get wet. Now, we struggle with that if we're honest because we say, you know what? I know I live a better life than so-and-so. Why, why did they get the same size piece of pie that I got? It even goes beyond that. Why did that person, that sorry low-down you-know-what, get the promotion and I didn't? Anybody with me? We wrestle right here along with this preacher. Sun rises, the rain comes, it's all the same. It's, all, it's just, it's, and he goes ahead and expresses it. This is an evil upon the earth that the same event happens to all at the same time. Now, if you don't, if you've never had that feeling, you're lying to yourself. That's again why we love the Word of God. It just addresses us at right where we are. So here's the thing. How many of us have learned it takes a lot of energy to do this thing called living? And if we're not careful, we'll expend all of our efforts on living and forget to live. There's all kind of numbers, that different things that people throw together. I, I thought this one was quite amazing after they did all the, the math of the standard person if the, the Bible says we're promised three score and ten, 70 years of living, those above 70, you're blessed. 
So here's the mathematical equation. 23 years and four months we spend in sleeping. 19 years and eight months we're involved in our vocation. In other words, some of you sleep at work. Just a thought. Ten years and two months we spend in religion or recreation. Maybe that's why some play at church. No, just another thought. Six years and ten months we spend eating and drinking. Six years we spend in travel. Four years we spend being sick. Two years we spend in dressing ourselves. No wonder we're all so tired. And if you did that math real quick in your head, you realize that was more than 70 years. In other words, you're doubling down on some of this. And those are main categories. So then when we throw in everything else, it's like, oh, my goodness, I am multitasking. Life happens, and it's coming at us constantly. And I find myself so caught up in this thing called living, I don't know that I'm alive. I want to live. It is no secret. Thank you for that joyful sound right there. Perfect timing. Did you pinch that baby? Got to live. Jesus promised us life. But am I alive? Am I? Do I live? Do I live? It's no secret. Our culture, there's many that battle with depression, clinical depression. Distress, you stress, all the stresses. So we come down to this thing called time. Ben Franklin, when asked, what do you think about time? He said, oh, that's the stuff that life is made of. (laughs) In other words, time is a big component of how we measure things. Something else we've learned about time, it's irretrievable. For all the sports fanatics, especially football this time of year, as you watch your programs this afternoon or maybe you'll watch a baseball playoff and all of a sudden they say now we've got instant replay there's no such thing it's taking another period of time it's not instant replay it's just giving a perspective of what's already happened and so it is with life time is irretrievable I remember Brother Langdon many years ago when I was just getting started in this thing called pastoring. He said, I've learned this about me. He said, I can, I can give a lot of things. I can give money because somewhere down the road I can work and I can recapture that money. But if I give you my time, I never get that back. Never forgot him saying that. When I was younger, I didn't pay a lot of attention to it. Now that I'm older... I watch my time. Not as quick to give my time as I once was. We also know that time is relative. It's still the same clock. It's still ticking at the same pace. But how many learns two weeks on vacation doesn't seem the same as two weeks sick in bed? It's the same thing with living in life. It's happening. It's coming at the same pace. But what are we doing with this gift that God's given to us. Many of us would say, you know, honestly, I just find myself chasing my tails, the old expression. I'm trying to keep up with somebody else. One writer put it this way. He said, well, this is one thing I've learned about myself. I don't want to waste 
time. But we all have done it. We've all been guilty of wasting time. For this particular person, he said, I've learned this. Worrying a lot is a waste of time. What do I get for worrying hours every day? What does it give back to me? Another is setting hard and fast predictions. Because typically, once you've done that, then you're chasing down to see if you were right. And we don't like to admit that we're wrong. That was a good place for an amen. Another place where we can waste our time is giving too much attention to getting rich. What can I do next? What can I do now if I do this better? Another one is comparing myself to everybody else. It's a waste of time. You're not them, and they aren't you. And maybe the one that consumes a lot of our time, maybe most of the time of those things that we waste time with is the blame game. And just all we're doing is adding to the list of enemies that we have in our life. Just blame this person, blame this one, blame them for what just happened to me. And it's all this thing called time. The psalmist in Psalms 31 put it very succinctly, my times are in your hands, O Lord. I like that he wrote that in the plural because that's the way we live. We do multiple things each day, and many of them are synonymous with each other. Many times they're synchronized to each other, and yet they're different expressions. They're different experiences. My times are in your hands, and then we can break it down to the natural. Those of us that have a few decades on us, are living at a different pace than we did when we just had one or two decades on us. Can I hear an amen? Now, that doesn't mean it's negative. It can be very positive. But the things that were very important to us when we were an adolescent aren't important to us anymore. And when we read the yearbook statements of yesteryear, we're like, what was I thinking? And who is Cheryl anyhow? I don't even remember her. But I must have thought a lot of Cheryl back then. Those of us that waste time worrying, isn't it amazing how somebody comes up that we haven't seen in a while and they say, so are you better now? What are you talking about? Well, last time I talked to you, you were worried about, oh, yeah, I forgot about worrying about that. Thanks for reminding me. You see, it really is in our face. This preacher was having a Monday. This preacher was struggling with, as I look around, you know, here I'm the preacher. In this particular case, it's Solomon. I'm the smartest dude in the classroom. But how come old Joe Blow down the street has got it just as good as I do? It doesn't make sense to me. In other words, I'm comparing myself with somebody else. It's very evident in the writing. Talked about, I've got one life to live. So, you know, here I've wanted to go and be this lion, but if I'm a dead lion, I'd rather be a a living dog right now. I get one shot at this. Why am I letting everybody else steal it from me? Wow. So maybe some of us are struggling with thriving as well, of actually being alive, to live. Again, Ephesians 5 and 16, 
The King James puts it this way. We need to redeem the time. The newer translations are simply saying, walk carefully about life. In other words, I need to focus and pay attention to what I'm doing. It's called time management today. It's making the best of each situation. Now, again, you know, we're a mix of different types of personalities, and obviously some of us need to work on procrastination issues. That, that comes into play. Some of us need to write down our thoughts because if we don't, we're going to forget them in the next minute. You know who you are. So we have to teach ourselves some things that helps us along the way. There's one person that I work alongside in transportation, and I, it seems like every time I'm around him, I hear this music going off, and I said, what is that? Now, I don't ask anymore, because they've got different alarms for themselves, reminding them, oh, it's time to do something else. Well, if that's what works for that person, then play the music, sister. But we got to look at this thing, and really where I want to go is understanding this focus now of how we relate to this gift called life to God himself. I got one shot at this. One day, you're going to get the news that Randy Brooks is dead. His life will be over. The Bible puts it this way, that life is like a vapor. It is here, and then whoosh, it's gone. Swift. Some of us, it's got a few decades on us. We can remember yesterday saying, yeah, somebody 40 years old, man, they're old. And now we're like, man, it's really young now because that was already 30 years ago. Abraham Lincoln put it this way. He said, the best thing about our future is this. It comes one day at a time. Lord, give me my daily bread today. Let me start realizing that every day is a gift. What am I going to do today? And, and how am I doing in that? Am I redeeming my time? Am I spending it the best way? Or am I allowing somebody else to pour all their junk into me, all their negativity into me, so that it just sours my day and it ruins my whole day? Or I'm going to say, you know what, I, I need to start getting a little choosier about who speaks into my life. I'm, I'm big on this, folks. I'm big on this. Wisdom, a lot of times, just says if somebody's venting, okay, just let it go in one ear and out the other. Or if you're able to help, then you help them. But to own what they just said is another issue. Woo, come on, preacher. One lady came to a great deal of Moody yesteryear, the preacher out of Chicago, Moody Bible Institute. And she said, I don't think a preacher looks good being so fat like you. He said, well, I'd say that most men don't like women being as ugly as you. And he said, I can do something about mine. <laughs> I got your attention now, don't I? If all we ever do is get caught up in owning these things hurled us, how many knows there's an accuser of the brethren out there? And he has to find a mouthpiece to shoot his venomous darts in our life. Come on, preacher, you are doing good now. 
And just because they're hurling them darts and flaming darts toward you, how many knows that we've got a shield of the Word of God that says, I'm going to deflect every one of those things coming at me because greater is he that's living in here behind this shield than what I'm battling in this world. I don't have to own what you're saying. Now, if you're having a bad day, maybe I can help you. But if you're just planning on having a bad day, go have a party by yourself because I am going to focus in on this thing that God gave me today. It is a good word. I'll let you in my world a little bit. You know, being in the public, you, you get a lot of opinions. You get a lot of comments. And if you're not careful, you'll find yourself trying to be somebody different for everybody else. Somewhere along the way, say, I, I just got to be me. But it isn't just for preachers, is it? Not just this preacher, not just this preacher, but it's all of us. And just finding that place, okay, God, you're the potter and I'm living clay. Put your hands on me one more time. Come on, shape me again. Work on those marled areas and those areas that's a, that has chinks and cuts and scrapes. I want to get back in the hand of the master. Reshape me, Lord. And if you need to break me all the way down again to that basic element, as long as I'm alive, it'll be okay because you can shape me into something that I haven't been yet. Oh, man, I love his word. It's that catharsis. It's that midnight of the soul. All these expressions. But again, just like he's saying, well, you know what I've learned? Everybody's experiencing the same thing. When an earthquake happens, it doesn't just seek out the evil people. It hits everybody. When a rainstorm comes, when a nice bright sunny day comes, in other words, life is here. What am I doing with it? That which I actually have control over, what am I doing with it? I've learned this. Again, I'll go back to Brother Langdon again. Another comment, we were back in the day when a lot of pastoral changes were going on. Most ministers only stayed two to four years at a church and then move on and move on and move on. If there was a camp meeting, congregations would worry about, well, I wonder if our pastor's going to stay with us or going somewhere else. That was just yesterday. And he said, Randy, it's been amazing to me. I've watched very good men go to good churches and it doesn't work. Why? And sometimes it's just the timing. It's another thing I've put into my spirit many years ago of, of trying to figure out the timings of things. If, if my times are in your hands, O oh Lord, then my times are well taken care of. And I may opt to move on a certain thing at a certain time, but I want your hand to be on my times. Maybe I would be a little too premature, or maybe I would be too hesitant and reluctant here. So, Lord, I realize now my times, not just the aging process that you understand also well. And you're not asking me at age 62 to do what I did when I was age 12. And thank God for that. But my times are in your hands, Lord. So this is what the preacher finally got a hold of himself here. Notice what he said. So go and eat your bread with joy. How many is going to eat lunch today? Put your hands up. Put your hands up streaming. Yeah, thank you. How are you going to eat that meal this afternoon? 
You're going to sit there and just say, I hate my life. I'm so depressed. This lousy hamburger, I've had better hamburgers than this one. Or are you going to say, man, I am getting ready to bite into the best hamburger I've had all day. It's an attitude. Enjoy it. Tomorrow you may not get a chance for another hamburger. And then you're worried about, well, I didn't get a hamburger. I wish I would have enjoyed the hamburger a little better yesterday. But if you're over here looking back, well, I don't have a hamburger today, but man, that sure was a good hamburger yesterday. Come by with me today. It's on us. Seize the day. Enjoy life. Enjoy it. In other words, there's plenty of things that come with life that we don't really relish. And really, it wouldn't be germane to enjoy it. It's just life. It happens. I got a flat tire. I'm not really enjoying it, but I got to deal with it. Anybody still with me? Or just sitting out there by the roadside and crying and boohooing. Nobody in the whole wide world ever had a flat tire before me. Really? Go get that tire repaired. You'll find out you've got to wait in line. There's 10 other people got flat tires. Seize life and enjoy it. Now we come back to that verse that I said has always been important to me. Back when I wasn't even involved in full-time ministry, just feeling a call in my life, and God, I don't know how this thing's going to work out. Well, the pastor of that church wanted me to give him my resume. Anybody ever seen a blank piece of paper as a resume? That was me. I didn't have any experience. I had to put in there what was important to me, my core values. And this is the one verse I put at the end of that resume. It wasn't a very long resume. It was about two sentences. But whatsoever things my hands will find to do, I will give it my best. And that's been the motto of my life. I do a lot with these hands. Hands have been a real focus of mine. I grew up in a blue-collar world. Grew up around trades. But we understand these hands aren't just the trades. It's the medical practices, the laying on of hands, the healing the Lord offers us. I've actually used these hands to help me eat with. I use them a lot. I show my feelings with them. So whatever my hands find to do, I'm going to give it my best shot. Stand with me, will you?